Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. They're all going against the wind. It was basically a cube with inside of sphere where the points of the cube uh, were touching the outside of the sphere. So this isn't anything that just is limited to the United States. It's a worldwide phenomenon. Hi, this is Sean Cahill, and you're listening to that UFO podcast. We have a lot of listener questions to get to, and they're going to touch on a few subjects that you've already sort of brought up, but this is definitely a good chance to elaborate on them as well, and some some new thoughts and theories too. So I'll start off with a question from Dustin. Um, Dustin was asking, do you think we see UFOs or UAPs over nuclear sites or nuclear vessels um, because they somehow use these as energy sources to power their craft? That's very possible. I mean, that's a good, that's a good question. And like we said earlier, uh, we're all just assuming here because none of us really know. First of all, how these how these craft are are powered, how they work. Um, but the tie to uh, nuclear uh, nuclear energy and like nuclear bombs and all that kind of stuff is there. You know, it's it's been brought up on unidentified. It's been brought up a hundred times before. You know, one thing I was thinking. And maybe you guys might, might like this. I was thinking, what would be the best way to disarm the human race than to make them stop using their most deadliest uh, powerful weapon? You know, one of their most powerful weapons. And let's say that they do actually use, because when you look at close encounters, you'll notice that there are like signals of radiation exposure when people get too close to the craft. Yeah. So I do think there may be a tie there. Right, so I think Dustin's question is, is is going in the right direction, but I also think that uh, I don't know. You know, we don't really know what the phenomenon wants yet, and I think it's strange that they're always telling us to not use uh, nuclear weapons and to protect the planet and stuff like that. But they still haven't landed and said, "Hey, guys, this is what you guys should be doing. Instead of using nuclear weapons, do this." Or instead of let us help you and show you what peace is really like, let us evolve your species. And, and listen, that that's the classic one. You're, you're totally right that most people, and it would be the nicest one to to go with as well. And let's play devil's advocate here. The nice way to go is these these beings are super nice. They don't want us using nuclear technology or nuclear energy in the wrong way because we've got all these weapons that we shouldn't need, mutually assured destruction, all that stuff. Um, And they just want to correct us and say, don't use those, they're bad. Um, Conversely, what if these races, and this is something to think about, and just another theory, that 
we've got these different races and we hear that some of them are benevolent, some of them are quite sinister, some of them don't really care and are just observing. And what if the really negative ones who want to see us do badly, this as a deterrent, we could be stockpiling these because the people in the know know that these weapons aren't that they aren't for Russia and the US to blow each other up. They aren't for China and the US to fight each other, but they're for something oh, else. That's a good one. I like that one. I'm not saying that's that's what I think, <laughs> but I think about a lot of this stuff, obviously. And ju- no, just when you too. think about all the different permutations, that's a possibility. Yeah, you, I agree. I agree uh, 100%. And we don't I also, know. This idea of... Uh, they're here to help us and they're they're peaceful and kind look if you're going to look at this phenomenon intelligently and you're going to think that there's multiple uh different kinds of beings and species interacting with us you got to understand that it wouldn't make sense for them all to have the same agenda you know it wouldn't make sense for them to all have the same viewpoint on on our species and the same level of respect just like some people uh love animals and some people hunt animals for fun you know what i mean um so yeah i i think it's very uh it's not a good way to approach the phenomenon i always try to stand in the middle like things could go bad things could go good who knows if i ever have a close encounter i'm not going to run up to the beings with my arms wide open you know like hey thank you for coming no i'm going to wait and see what happens i'm going to try and first of all i may not even have control of the situation if i ever have a close encounter uh They'll probably just uh, make me feel a certain way, make me feel calm, like everything's okay while something happens, and then I'll wake up and not even remember what happened. But I'm just saying, it's it's not logical. It's not a, a good way to think to have one-sided opinion when it comes to this uh, these beings, right? Because who knows what they want? None of us really know yet, you know. And, and also, you mentioned just what I talk on very quickly on your channel about you would hope that these beings don't just see us as some kind of almost zoo or experiment but I, I wonder when people talk about for another theories like the simulation theory that were maybe we are maybe not in a computer but i know people some people think that like a matrix type situation but um maybe we are a bit of an experiment like a biological experiment and the way i think of it is like four four college students starting a game of the sims on a PC at the same on on one PC, okay. And if you want to think of these guys all being different, you've got one who's really into it and really geeky, and he wants to play The Sims and he wants this to grow and do really well. You've got one guy who's just a bit stoned and he's just joining in because that's oh, The Sims and he's just going to kind of tell them what to do. You've got one. You've got one guy who wants to start but then loses interest and just walks away from it. And then you've got one who just wants to be a dick. And when the other guys aren't looking, he's just going to start messing the game up. And you wonder, is that what we've kind of got going on in the background when you hear about these different races that some like is, some aren't fussed, some just want to watch, and then you've got a group who just want to mess the game up, and we are just the game? That's Yeah, I mean, look, you said it perfectly. I try not to look at it like that we're... I try not to be negative, right? Because I have been in the past. I have gone down rabbit holes, and I've been like just frustrated because i'm like look there's people dying of illnesses everywhere pollution uh we need free energy and we need wars to stop we need people to understand that we're all the same species that it doesn't matter where you live and what color or what race who you are or what you yeah. do that we're all you know from the same planet 
that those lines that you see on a map are just drawn onto the map and created like the borders are made by us you know the rest of it is it's all the same right we're all from the same place and i think that understanding that these beings are here might help us get a little bit closer to that maybe but also um this idea that it is just a game you know that it can get frustrating when you start thinking of it that way so i try to stay positive always i try to uh look at it and say okay maybe there are good aliens right but what we need is for them to come help us for real what we need is for them to help us see how to use the free energy i know it may be dangerous for them you know maybe i've said it in the past maybe we're the violent the violent ones maybe they're looking at us like oh wow don't get too close because look at all the wars they start look at all the madness they create which is true right um, absolutely um, and to touch on a maybe slightly sinister aspect of the phenomenon as well, um, Ryan Sprague of Somewhere in the Skies podcast asked the question, yeah. um, do you have any UFO cases that you believe are the most credible? And he also specifically asked about any abduction experiences that you would hang your hat on as being some of the most credible ones as well. Okay, so right off the bat, um, we have to talk about the aerial UFO school case. Yes. The one that happened in Ruiz, Zimbabwe. Okay, that case to me um, is so powerful. First of all, because it's a, a a daytime, right? It's a sighting that happened in the daytime. Second of all, it's a mass sighting, right? You have uh, multiple school children see the see the beings. Not only the craft, they see the beings, right? In the daytime, this is like I don't understand when people try to argue against this case and and. I've had people tell me like, oh no, the Phoenix Lights. The Phoenix Lights was amazing, right? It's, it's a strong case. It's a wonderful case. I, I love the Phoenix Lights case. But how can we not look at this case and think, this is so fascinating. These kids, what they went through, what they experienced, and they still hold up. Their stories still hold up today. Yeah, John Mack working on the case. Uh, you can see the, the footage of them relaying what they saw. And if you look at them, First of all, there's also the argument that people say, well, they're kids, so they could have made it up. I don't think all those kids would have made no. up that same story. Um, what do you think of that case? Yeah, obviously brought to prominence again with the, the phenomenon um, finishing. It arrives at its crescendo, doesn't it, with the, the aerial school yeah. Um, incident? Yeah, and I think there's an innocence, and it, it all goes back to, I don't believe the children are lying, not all of them. And then to see them in modern day, the incident has still really touched these people as well. Um, Signal, who uh, we've done the review of on the last show, he mentioned he found it really interesting that the, the four witnesses that they, they spoke to now in their kind of 40s and 50s uh, have all gone on to do really humani- humanitarian roles. And it's something he thinks has really touched them. And that's something that the kids have kind of took through their lives with them that was really interesting. Um, Aerial Phenomenon is apparently getting its own documentary as well. There's a Twitter for it and a website, but there's not a lot of information on it. Um, It was really funny. As you talked about it, I was thinking Phoenix Lights. But what they both sort of miss each case is what the other has. The Phoenix Lights has a lot of adults seeing it, uh, more modern uh, in the 90s. Uh, obviously, it was still video cameras back then. Someone who appreciates cinematography and whatnot, I remember the old video <laughs> cameras. But it was nighttime and it was lights, and there's no 
there probably is better footage out there, but no one's ever seen it. We, we've all seen the classic footage and we've, we've heard from thousands of eyewitnesses and Fife Symington, the governor, famously seen it. Kurt Russell, the, the actor, saw it. He was the pilot who was coming in that evening and saw it from the sky and didn't yeah. admit this for, until two decades later. But the, the aerial phenomenon case is daytime. There's beings, but we don't have even a little bit of footage, which obviously from a daytime point of view could have really been a smoking gun. But again, it, you, you wouldn't have had the footage back then either. You know, one thing um, I want to say about that too is like, look, I have my camera gear ready. I got a backpack with all my stuff ready. I'm ready to go, right? I do think if I ever have a close encounter, guys, I'm sorry. I may not even be able to film it, first of all, just because think about the adrenaline that's rushing through your head. Think about like, also how these craft interact with electronics i don't even think my camera will work right that's why sometimes when i see close-up footage that's like most of it looks fake right but some footage that i might be like i wonder i'm thinking well how's this camera working if it seems like somehow it shuts down electronics things start going haywire every case you hear it's like nobody could get a reading on it nobody could turn on any of their cameras their cell phones stop working so I, I got to the point now, like, I hope, guys, that one day if I ever do go to a UFO hotspot and I see something land, I can take you guys with me and I can show you guys what's going on. But honestly, I think relying on, on video evidence other than, like, Gimbal, Go Fast, and those kinds of videos, which also, that's, I mean, I guess the the, the craft and the wasn't that close to the planes and stuff like that, right? Or I don't know. Um but, they, they, weren't, they weren't particularly close in the footage, um, but the, the, obviously they had to, Fravor had the encounter where it was next to him. But do you know what? You, you made that point about having your, your camera equipment and stuff. I made the point just last month, did you see where they had, uh, for a brief moment, it looked like there was sort of evening footage over the New York Giants game of a UFO, but it quickly turned out it was the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, but so there, but, there, there's 2020. There's a thousand yeah. people with the latest iPhones, Samsungs, yeah. Huawei's, Google Pixels, filming this thing from a, a reasonable distance and good lighting, and none of them could get a good clip to the point that no one agreed from the UFO point of view or the UFO community. People argued, no, no, it looks like a UFO, even though we knew it was the Goodyear blimp. But so few of the videos and pictures actually made it look like the Goodyear blimp. You could argue the other way that it looked like a UFO. And it was just like, that just proves the point that, so then like you say, in in a close encounter or in a sighting, take the, the, you're, you're out on your own, it's probably going to be dark. You've got a phone or a camera phone more than likely. The adrenaline's going, it's shaky. And I, I had one of my sightings I talked about was just in the car last December, November, driving home. Um, back country road six o'clock in the evening so it was pitch black that really dark sky and i saw a black triangle in the sky pretty low um just above the tree line and i only saw That's it because amazing. i thought it was a, a a low plane when two lights were sitting in the sky but as i drove towards it it stayed where it was but it was a really busy road a, another car had pulled over to look at this object and i noticed where they were and this all happened really quickly because i was driving pretty fast it's a fast road and as I drove under it, it was only as I drove under it I could make out the shape of the black triangle against the black night sky. 
And then I got along the road, I, I pulled round. I was actually on, I phoned my wife straight away to talk her. Th- so that, that was my thinking. I could have pulled over and took a really bad video from a distance where you would have made almost <laughs> nothing out. It would have been a waste of time. I chose to phone my wife and talk her through what I was seeing. I, I, pull, I, I pulled into a random drive, pulled back out. And as I pulled back out, I looked along and the, the two back lights for the back of the triangle, uh, another light had came on the front that was like, making a really sporadic blinking and it moved diagonally over the treetops. And it, by the time I got back down, it was gone. So wow. it was, but like you say, it's of all the things I wish I could go back and do, I would have literally put my hazard lights on, pulled over literally in the side of a field and just got out and started filming. But yeah. I, did, I didn't. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's, uh, I had a, a situation here a situation or because i don't know if it was a sighting or what it was i think it might have been um uh, what is it the starlink yeah yeah right so it didn't look like starlink but now i feel like anytime people see a group of things flying through the sky it's starlink yeah you know because it wasn't in a straight line it was actually in in a triangle formation right but it was a few kind of moving across the sky and at first, I'm, I was on my balcony uh, having a, a smoke, right, having a cigarette, and I was looking up at the sky, and, and I see, I do it all the time. I always look up at the sky. I'm like, come on, let me see something. Yeah. Come on. And I started noticing the stars moving, and I was like, wait a minute. It must be like the clouds are moving, so it's giving me the illusion that the stars are moving, right? Mm-hmm. And then I started seeing triangle shit formations just coming across the sky just moving across the sky and i freaked out first of all i ran inside i'm like okay i gotta grab my camera i gotta put my zoom lens i've got two cameras and i got this one camera that has a zoom lens right i grabbed the camera i grabbed the bag i'm thinking this might be gone by the time i get outside again i can't believe i'm doing this but if i don't film this who knows maybe it is starlink or maybe it can be explained but this is fascinating it's amazing i should have video footage of this i run inside i grab my my backpack i rip out my camera i start throwing off the lenses and throwing the caps around i'm freaking out i'm like oh my god i gotta get this to work i turn on the camera the battery's red it's i didn't charge the battery i'm like oh no you've got to be kidding me and that lens only goes on that camera not the one like i i commonly use so if i just said well whatever i'll grab the the other one whatever whatever i run outside I start trying to film it, and like you said, the footage was so bad, that, like the camera wasn't even focusing, and I was like, you know what, I'll just take out my cell phone, and I took out my cell phone, and I filmed it with my cell phone, and the footage was terrible, and you yeah. can hear me like freaking out in the background, like, do you guys see that, do you guys see that, look at those three things, look at that, six more, look at that, at the end, I just had a grainy video, all dark footage, and me yelling in the background. And I was like, oh, man. But the experience for me was amazing, right? So, And there's so many videos out there like that now, even in 2020. Uh, And like you say, conversely, if someone did get, say a a professional like yourself, let's call you a professional, okay? So you're out there filming in the daytime. You're filming one of those beautiful mountains down in some lovely, I, I won't use the, name of the village because i can't pronounce it i remember what it was but okay. you, you're down there filming the kind of touristy area i'm going to stick this on youtube and just at the top of the mountain and pretty close there is a big silver disc 
you turn your camera, you've got a tripod set up, you've got shit, you've got someone with a lighting rig behind you, it's so perfect, and you film it for 30 seconds, it hovers about, moves back and forward, flies away. You put that online, 99% of people will tell, will say it's CGI, it's fake, and you've added it in. It doesn't matter. And, that, and, and we don't know that and I do it all the time. If it looks too good, I just say straight away, no, that's too good. And th- there's ones that are clearly CGI, okay? But you know, some of them yeah. you look at and go, shit, that, that looks really good. But then what does good look like with one of these things? Because exactly. you're going, well, that's not a, that's not an alien spaceship. I've seen Independence Day. You know, that's what they look like. So it's, it's really hard for anyone to say what's true. So maybe that one, and there probably is that one or two videos out there that are, is. we are all saying are fake. Yeah, and it's like the whole skinny Bob argument: is it is it real? Is it not? And some of these oh, videos yeah. of actual beings, and but yeah, but um, let, let's move on to another question. We've got loads of questions to get through. Um, uh, Carl had a comment. He just wanted to say thank you for creating an inclusive forum for open discussion. It's becoming a hallmark of UFO Twitter. So thank you for that. Um, Ocean, Thanks, U- Carl. yeah, thank you. <laughs> Ocean UAP. Um, what's your take on the New York Times articles? Uh, Leslie Keane has an interest in the paranormal and you know, the afterlife and whatnot. Uh, he thinks it's odd, or they think it's odd. There isn't more focus on the paranormal within those articles. Um. I think that we have to approach, like Chris Mellon said, that we may be facing multiple phenomenons when it comes to the UFO phenomenon, right? Maybe multiple things that we're encountering. Like if you look at Skinwalker Ranch, Skinwalker Ranch is riddled with different kinds of things happening there. It's a poltergeist. You have like orbs and then like um, giant wolves and things like that in that story. So I think that the paranormal if we look at the ufo phenomenon we start to try to understand that these beings can maybe manipulate reality and bend reality um it may help us understand more about you know spirits and ghosts and magic and the occult and things like that but i think that the new york times articles are really just trying to make something again easily to digest easy to digest on a topic that is been very difficult to digest for many people uh for many years so I'm, I'm not really surprised that they haven't touched on that on that subject and i feel like people are more afraid of the paranormal than they are ufos and aliens and some people draw a line and they'll be like well paranormal is one thing ufos and aliens are a whole nother thing yeah, I agree. It's, it's baby steps with this one. Um, it's a lot to take. And you can only imagine once you start getting the general populace around to really discussing UAPs seriously and objectively, and let's have a discussion scientifically about what these might be. We're not saying what they are, but what they might be in the permutations for us as a human race and different countries and as a species. But then you want to straight away go, yeah, but what about ghosts as well? Because ghosts might be part of it. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. You've just got us to talk about flying saucers. Let's leave the ghosts for another couple of decades. But yeah, it's 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 baby steps definitely with this one. But it's it's a really fair question. Um, but Leslie Keane, question. Leslie Keane does have a lot of good work and other aspects of the paranormal. So that that's worth checking out. Really interesting question from Herman. Um, why do you think the physical characteristics of UFOs or UAPs vary so much? All this hardware can't surely be from the same place. I think he's 100% right. Um, I actually made a video trying to highlight 
the different shapes of craft and what does that mean you know does that mean that uh it's different beings with different agendas in each of those different craft or is it as simple as uh, i've got a ford mustang and he has a porsche you know is it is it just because we don't understand really why they use these craft why they wear clothes i've made videos about beings wearing clothes and what that could mean um, about their biology and things like that but uh, at the end of the day I really think it it they're not all from the same place because that again wouldn't make sense just like they don't all have the same agenda and those same beliefs and they're probably not all from the same groups um, and imagine that though like a UFO factory <laughs> like I don't I don't see that uh, being possible there may be a ufo factory but if there's one there's got to be a bunch you know they're building these things they're creating these things they're physical craft um i like that, to think about that sometimes that you know like take an isolation that we see these things in our skies doing these incredible things but really rewind it back right and it's like peeling back the the layers of how these things are made and you know how, how it's made on discovery channel like maybe one day we'll get to see like a, a UFO factory oh. <laughs> and on on another planet these things are being manufactured at some point and then it, I, I mean this is just literally my nighttime thoughts you know when you're lying in bed and your brain wanders and it's like do they hire people to build these things and is there like is there like machinery that puts them together or are they organically made or do they just are they just there? They just exist because of a process we don't know. It's it's mind blowing when you start to think about it. Like, but see those questions, those those thoughts that you're having. People forget too that this phenomenon is so vast, right? These questions, like his question and, and what you were just saying, these are things that might spawn into something that we've been missing. Some important aspect of this that might seem irrelevant to someone else, right? Because uh, it seems like a lot of the focus. A lot of the time it's just on okay the technology uh how do we get it how do we use it um you know what are, what are they what are they doing here what's their plan and i think there's so many little aspects of it and i try to do that with my videos it's like separate little things and try to go like hey think about this i want you to stay up at night thinking about those things because if we don't do that we're not going to ever be able to think deeper about this subject and i think that is so important so so important and no one should be afraid uh to think about those things you know and to bring them up in the community sometimes the community won't give you the answers you're looking for like when i did the um i asked people why they wear clothes you know like what does that mean about their biology and also imagine a a factory uh a clothing factory for ufos like they they see them with boots and belts and and these like sort of um full body suits yeah do they get to pick like what what color do you want to wear for your trip to earth do you want the blue or do you want the silver no they're all wearing the silver so i should probably go with the silver but you know you, exactly you know, like exactly but i feel like that makes them much more similar and much more closer to us and much less alien than we think because it seems like somehow our environment affects their biology or they're terraforming or or doing something um you know maybe they're just wearing clothes because they see us wearing clothes and they think we'll be more accepting of them wearing clothes i, th I think one of the really interesting theories i've heard recently is that through the through the decades we 
have had certain levels of technology ourselves that we see as the current technology, but also what we can imagine as, be, imagine as being advanced. And what these entities do is replicate a technology that, while exotic looking and futuristic, we can still comprehend. And it's almost that this is what they want us to see. So it's, yeah. it's, it's just it's the way it manifests in our mind. I also think some of them look particularly rubbish, and I imagine those ones are ours. You know, especially back in some of these pictures that still haven't been debunked, but you know ones that do look like someone's thrown a hubcap across a camera shot? Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. still like, oh, yeah, this is a genuine photo. And I think, oh, that would be really disappointing if that landed on the White House lawn. It'd be like, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, have you not got well, one of the good know. ones with the lights? <laughs> the sports yeah, I model? So, totally. Totally. I, I um. Like we, I keep bringing up my videos because I feel like uh, we're touching on all these things that I've tried to tried to highlight before. Um, I've actually brought up the concept of like, why do they even use craft? Like, if they are alien beings from a different dimension, you would think using vehicles to travel, um, you would think there would be another form of travel somewhere else. Like, I don't know, um, maybe not a flying saucer, but I'm saying physical craft, right? If they can. Uh, travel through dimensions why not just travel in through the dimension where they're going and just beam into where they're going and and i've heard people say they can walk through walls and and do all these fascinating things right uh but they use physical craft that emanate light so like either they don't care that we can see them flying through the sky uh because it's like flying with your it's like driving your car with your high beams on uh People will be like, "Well, it's not lights; it's it's their propulsion systems." And I understand that, but you would think they would be if they're trying to stay unseen and stay hidden. They would not be shooting different color lights off of their craft and flying through the sky, you know. Um, but yeah, there's so many aspects of this to think about, so many things to talk about, and also like we need to, like I said before, nitpick it. Because there might be something that we're missing that uh, it's super important to understand what they are and, and what they're doing and what this is all about. You know, maybe the craft, and this is just food for thought, is yeah. and I could, I could do this for hours, is because uh, they're on this planet as well and they just want a better view of something because they want to travel across the planet because we do it. I mean, yeah. they must look at us and go, why are they going on those things to fly from one place to that place? Because it's the same. They're not doing anything different. It's the same building, it's the same people. But yeah, we're, we're traveling, we call it a holiday. Or, you know, we're in cars or buses or on boats. And maybe these things are coming from under the water and shooting oh, yeah. shooting off into the atmosphere because it's easier to fly along the atmosphere to then... I mean, at one point that was going... That was a prototype, wasn't it? For And they still talk about Virgin Galactic are going yeah. to take off and go into the atmosphere and use the Earth's rotation to go round and then it'll be quicker to fly between countries and then come down. So maybe these things are just in a really advanced version of that. It, totally. You never and, know. You know I, th I think it'll be mind-blowing if we find out that this phenomenon has been here on this planet the whole time and it's actually been here before us. Yeah. And this is their planet. You know, we're just... We, humans have this misconception that we... I don't know what it is, but we think we are the most magnificent thing in the universe you know we're the most amazing thing in the cosmos and 
I mean, anytime I look into photos of space and I see a planet and I see a, a star cluster or or the Milky Way or anything, I see a photo. I'm like, wow, look how amazing that looks. It looks magical, you know. Yeah. And I look at and I look at us and I look at I don't know wild animals and I see a group of I don't know uh, Bengal tigers or a, a group of majestic animals and I'm thinking that is fascinating. That is awesome. That that's amazing. We, on the other hand, uh, they, they don't care. You know, they're not walking around thinking they're the coolest thing on the planet. We, on the other hand, think we're the coolest thing on the planet. So for us to even think like, what if these beings were here before us and somehow they've evaded us this whole time, but I guess they aren't really evading us because we're seeing them and we've been seeing them. Um, that's something crazy to think about. I think that might shock a lot more people to think like, uh, wow, they've actually been here the whole time or maybe they... Uh, we are an experiment and we were evolved uh, to be what we are today because of that. It very quickly puts us down the food chain, if you want to call it the food chain, very, very quickly and prominently. Um, Next question is from Coming Soon. Um, With ex-government and private individuals coordinating together for disclosure, what do you think is keeping those with the big picture already, so those who are in the know, from coming out and telling exactly what they know? Why isn't someone like Aloe Elizondo, for talking sake, just coming out and saying, do you know what, here's what it is? Well, I think that if they actually do know what's happening with this phenomenon, they actually know who the, what these beings are doing and, and what's happening. First of all, how do you explain the abduction phenomenon to people that have been abducted? How do you make anyone ever feel safe again if you start telling them, uh, look, you may be taken at any moment. Uh, you may be experimented on. You may not even want to do it. You know, you may not. You don't have a choice. It's just going to happen. We can't keep up with the craft. We don't know what they're, you know, really what they're going to do with you, uh, or we know what they're going to do with you. They're going to use you to create hybrids, but you have no choice. <laughs> yeah, you'll, um, you'll be fine, but it's yeah. not going to be a nice experience, and you will be awake for the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that I th- TTSA is doing a great job, right? So if Lou knows anything, and if he really knows, if somebody really knows the truth of what is going on here, because there are dark aspects of this, right, that people overlook. Like, how do you, like I just said, how do you, as a president, how do you come out and tell people, hey, look, UFOs are real? Because the next day you're going to have thousands of people lining up saying, well, I was abducted 17 times and I was taken on a craft and this has scarred me for my whole life. What are you going to do? How are you going to stop this, you know, these intrusions in our sky and this stuff like that so I don't it's been something that's been I've been battling with lately thinking like will we ever really get full disclosure you know will we ever really do we deserve it will we accept it will we understand it you know um, we talked about it earlier there's a lot of real real realistic things that that happen uh, that people don't believe and it's it's crazy but they don't believe it you know and more today than ever um like you say if it is an aspect of the the there's there's a race that's been here for a long time being here before us that shares the planet with us um then that's that's a really hard thing for people to take Uh, this planet's maybe not ours 
I mean, for God's sake, people buy pieces of the moon for their friends as a gift, and yeah. to find out you don't actually own that piece of the moon is going to be hard for a lot of people to take, isn't it? So, but yeah, it's like you say, there's a huge aspect to this phenomenon that is literally, no matter what it is, is going to change us, and especially those dark aspects to it that abductions is the one that everyone always goes to. But like you say, I think there's that there was a thought a long long time ago and some people still subscribe to this i don't anymore as much that there's a shadowy group of people in a room somewhere in the the pentagon or deep underground in nevada that know what this topic is 100 percent, and they control it they keep the aliens hidden they have got the bodies they have got the craft and that they don't want anyone to know I think it is much more fragmented and I would put someone like a Lula Zondo who probably know, well, definitely knows more than the 99.99% of us, but even he himself doesn't seem to give away that he knows everything. It's very much that he's got a really good idea and could probably blow every one of our minds with what he knows. But there's also aspect. I would love to know what he doesn't know. I think that's something, if I could ever speak to Lula Zondo, but ask him a couple of questions that maybe people don't as much. It would be what, what do you not know? What what do you still want to know? Because he could tell you what he knows, but I would really want to know what a guy like him is frustrated with still. Of course. That's man, that's a great way to, to view it too. Like you blew my mind with that one. That's a good one. <laughs> that um, would be scary for me. What what do you not know? What 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 have I still not found out? Yeah, but I also think too, like, how how much can you know? Right? How much can they know? Unless they're like literally working with these beings and they've yeah, been working with these beings for forever. someone to confirm really know. yeah absolutely you yes yeah. you could just say like yeah there's there's ufos and aliens are real but unless they like sat down and have some kind of communication with these beings how much could they really know you know um i was thinking about it too like imagine if you or i not even a, a, a high-ranking person what if we knew the truth how who would believe us you know and what if it was much more darker or maybe it's not dark, but what if it's, what if it is super dark or it's something that, that when they always say that thing, you know, that, that's saying that the, the public's not ready for the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I, I used to think, yeah, of course they're ready for the truth. We're in 2020, you know, like, uh, or I said that in the year 2000, I was saying we're ready for the truth. Uh, and I'm fighting for that because I believe we deserve to know the truth. But I also think we need to brace ourselves because we may end up finding out something that may change our whole view on ourselves as a species and our society and just what 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 we are and how important we are, you know? Absolutely. Um, I've got a question from Dave of Shadows of Your Mind magazine, and I would encourage everyone who who doesn't already subscribe to go out and follow at Shadows magazine on Twitter and download the magazine as well. So really, really quality piece of content. Um, If you're talking about Undead Gaucho's channel being the the peak at the minute of UFO YouTube channels and the the production value, then Dave's magazine is definitely the the magazine equivalent. Um, But Dave wants to know, it's a little bit more out there, but it's a topic I've, it's my guilty pleasure within like, the UFO subject. Do you know much or do you make anything of rumours regarding the Nazis, Argentina and secret Antarctic UFO bases? Yes. Um, so it's pretty common. It's pretty well known that Nazis did actually like escape to Argentina. Like it's, it's a legend, right? But like, you know, people, there's, there's neighbourhoods in Argentina that have 
uh, like it sounds like a Nazi created the name of the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, if you and, and have you ever seen any movie? Argentina is always like the place where we the criminals escape to. It's like, uh, and it's true. It's true. Because was, like, was there not a rumor that Hitler fled to Argentina and well, lived and. Yeah, here's an interesting story. So I told you guys earlier about Córdoba, and there's a hotel in Córdoba. Um, I'm forgetting what it's called now, but it's it's um, a hotel and then I think it's called and then with a Spanish accent, but I'm trying to say it with an English accent so people know <laughs> what I'm saying. Uh, I might be wrong though, but. I went there with my family because it's kind of like a spooky place, right? It's like this old hotel, and the legend ha- legend has it that in that town, uh, Hitler stayed in that town. Um, and if you go to the hotel, there's like a, a picture of a news article talking about the legend and stuff. And everyone always asks about it. And something funny was when I went there. If you watch my my Cordoba video, it's my longest video. It's like half an hour, but you can just jump till you see this this moment. I was. Uh, filming in in the hotel and i go up to this picture uh this news article this news clipping that's got this little nazi boy on it right um so it's talking about the legend of hitler and all this kind of stuff and i film it and the only time i've ever had an issue with my audio the only time i've ever had a weird noise come from my 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 the speaker i have on my camera the microphone i have on my camera sorry was when I was filming this, it's never happened ever. I filmed a bunch of videos. I've used the camera a million times. It never happened again, but I filmed this thing and all of a sudden I get this weird kind of like reverb, kind of like like a, like a movie, you know, like that cheesy ghost movie thing where it goes like, it makes that weird noise. It did that and it was so strange, but yeah, check that out. I left it in the video because I was like, wow, this is really weird. But um, there is totally a legend that, that Hitler stayed in that in that town in Argentina and I wouldn't be surprised also something that I was thinking uh, that mountain that I told you about the Uritorco mm-hmm. where the, there's a secret base on the inside guess how the aliens have been portrayed guess guess what they look like Nazis Give me guess. they look a bit like Nazis mm-hmm. uh, they had like black you know black suits with blonde hair and blue eyes they're like very humanoid you also have the light beings you know that kind of story but i saw depictions of it for me it was like well maybe the nazis fled in and there was a group of nazis hiding in the mountains and the people the people from cordoba see these tall blue uh, blue-eyed blonde-haired people in weird black leather suits and they think they're aliens you know what i mean um and the whole legend starts and it continues but I do believe that that there's a lot of validity there and looking into ufos and nazis oof, you guys are going to go down a nice little rabbit hole there because it's obvious that hitler was into the occult if you look into it just a little bit and then you're going to get tied up with ufos and the occult and that's a whole nother thing and then if if we (laughs) add in the antarctica stuff to it because again that that antarctica stuff i love listening to and i've heard some stuff that i just don't subscribe to at all with it but i like the stories 
but it's a fascinating place and I love when you get a, a Google image picture that is probably as, as I found out the phrase recently as an artifact that's just wrong on the picture but are there UFOs melting in the ice and yeah. there's all these entrances and you know the Nazis went there and then there's all this stuff about there's a reason there's so many accords for Antarctica it's not that it's just protected it's certain people go there certain people can't and that that fascinates me well I do know a person I'm not going to obviously put them out there, but I know a person that goes to Antarctica because he has uh, the, he works for something where he has to go there. And I asked him a bunch of times, I'm like, Hey man, tell me the truth. You don't want to tell me you work for some secret project. You don't want to tell me, <laughs> just tell me the truth, man. And he's like, no, Antarctica's crazy. He tells me it's, it's, it's weird. It's like a whole different environment. It feels very alien, you know? Um, but I couldn't get anything out of him about UFOs. But if he did know, he seems like the kind of guy that would never tell me and would probably work for <laughs> some kind of secret project or something. But that's a whole nother story. But I like guys again too. Um, these kind of environments, right? Like that Antarctica could very well be like, I always think like, what about the places we never go? The places we never see like the ocean. It's fascinating that there's so little of the ocean actually discovered and we're looking up in space and in other dimensions. And like you said earlier, what if they're somehow in the ocean and they're coming from the ocean? That's just mind blowing. But uh, yeah. Well, if you look um, just just today on uh, or yesterday on Twitter, UAP Expeditions that uh, Kevin Day was previously the president of has just changed hands to Gary Voorhees is now president. Kevin Day staying on. Um, Patrick Hughes, a lot of really cool guys have been on the show involved within that as well. And they have got a lot of stuff where they believe, you know, whale migrations are a huge part of this. And when they look at the Tic Tacs that were buzzed by the Princeton and obviously buzzing the Princeton, the Nimitz, that there's a lot of that activity goes on within the area. And I think a lot of what they're looking to do is monitor areas where there's huge whale migrations and are these Tic Tacs in a very similar area for reasons unknown. Um, So like you say, maybe they're under the water within near that area and that's why they were spotted leaving the radar where they were because they went somewhere in that area. Well, remember that... Yeah, totally. But remember, too, there's a lot of cases where UFOs are tied to bodies of water. Yeah. Um, There always seems to be a big body of water next to these big UFO cases, you know? Uh, So we never know. Yeah, But it's something we should all consider and keep in our minds. I love a USO. And uh, last couple of questions uh, from Dan, my regular co-host. He says, thank you very much for your work. Um, You've sort of done this in parts, but I suppose I'm going to put you on the spot for an answer now. If you had to speculate what or who the others were, what would you say? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, If I had to speculate what the others were... I side more with that these are somehow beings from another dimension, right? That know how to come into our dimension. Uh, they know how to travel through dimensions. Um, it's tricky too, because I've, I've sided with many different ideas. I, I've evolved over time, you know, because uh, looking at the multidimensional uh, hypothesis, like the way Jack Valet looks at this subject and stuff like that can get tricky. 
right? It can get a little deep. You can start questioning, like the other day I talked about, um, I made a video about, you know, are these physical beings or are they non-physical? Are they letting us see what they want us to see? But how do you explain if they're non-physical, right? How do you explain uh, this, the retrieved crashed crafts that everyone's talking about, right? How do you explain physical craft? If it's all just an illusion of our mind and we're seeing some light being that's projecting this this vision into our head of a craft, because I think that's what we want to see. How do you explain physical craft? And how do you explain, um, another thing is too, if there's a physical craft crash, there's most likely pilots in that craft that are also crashed. Uh, so I do think it's more likely that they're multi-dimensional beings, right? Extra dimensionals. Um, but it could be anything. You know, I really don't want to like put my chips all in one corner. I've looked at so many aspects of this that there's times, I've said it a bunch of times, the rabbit hole gets dark and deep and you get lost and you need to just walk your way out, have not a coffee. No, don't have a coffee. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, sit down, take a breath, think about everything and just you got to remember at the end of the day, too, this is still an unexplained alien phenomenon. Uh, so I think we're dealing with more than one phenomenon. I think that we need to learn a lot more about human consciousness. Uh, we need to learn more about ourselves, uh, the way that our, our brain works, because it seems like there's some kind of connection there. But yeah, I, I think I have to decide at this moment in time, uh, that these are multi-dimensional beings, some physical, some non-physical. Uh, that's why we see orbs and that's why we see craft. And it will, I feel like that will add a lot of strength to uh, the rest of the paranormal as well, if you think of it that way. Because like you said earlier, when we talked about the shadow beings, what if it's something that we're seeing that's in another realm that's just peeking over? It's another dimension, you know? magic is just magic until it becomes science so as soon as we can explain all these strange things happening uh, it's going to be paranormal or unexplained but uh, the truth is much stranger than fiction honestly i think that's that's the one thing i've learned <laughs> definitely we've got two more questions and then the quick fire round before we wrap up um uh, first one from dan he wants to know are you a cat or a dog person I am a dog person. Uh, there's a dog. You can you can see me. They can't see me. Uh, there's a dog in a frame back there, and there's a dog here next to me while I'm doing this. You probably you might have heard her sneeze a second ago, but uh, oh no no. <laughs> uh, I'm a dog person. I do. I like all animals, honestly. I wouldn't mind having a cat. Um, but my dog passed away recently. His name was Red. He was uh, uh, my, yeah. He was my partner down here. He did just as much UFO research as I've done. Um, he was by my side the whole time while we were looking at files. I used to ask him, you know, what do you think? What do you think this is, <laughs> is this possible? You could totally catch me talking to my dogs uh, in my house sometimes, but I'm, I'm definitely a animal person, not, not really a cat or a dog person. Cool. And uh, more UFO, UAP related. Dan wants to know, um, recently in one of your YouTube videos, uh, you discussed the phenomenon not wanting to be known, hence the secrecy. Do you think disclosure can ever really happen without participation and or permission from the others? You know, I honestly have come to the point where I think that 
they really don't want us to know the truth for some reason you know it doesn't it's not about the the big bad government i said that in the video i think i think it has more to do with the phenomenon hiding from us you know that's much more scary to think about than to think about the truth being hidden from us by our the superpowers of the world you know i feel like it's more frightening to think why would this phenomenon hide and work in the shadows why would it do this you know why wouldn't it just come and help us evolve help us evolve help us get to a new a new stage as, as human beings there i think that shows you that for some reason they do think that either they are uh, we're not worth the time we're a lost hope or or maybe they're afraid of us right maybe they think we are violent a lot of people are going to argue with me there uh they always say this thing about um if they wanted to they could wipe us out in one second right you've probably heard that a million times mm -hmm. that argument and i use this example like yeah if you put me in the in the jungle in the amazon or in i don't know in the in the will in the wild and i come across a group of uh gorillas okay who's more intelligent me or the gorilla and hopefully i'm more intelligent than the gorilla but you never know it might be a really smart gorilla <laughs> uh but uh they are gonna if they if they if i make a wrong move right or if i interact with those wild animals the wrong way they're gonna rip me to pieces mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter that i'm more intelligent and even if i had a gun or a weapon i might be able to shoot one gorilla <laughs> but then the rest are gonna come and get me you know what i mean so this idea that they have this this technology that can wipe us off the face of the earth, I still think I still think we are um, a we still could be a very a threat to these beings. You know, I, I don't think they are high, almighty, um, super all powerful beings. I think from what we've seen in close encounter cases, first of all, the greys seem very fragile. Uh, they seem like their most powerful tool is is somehow controlling us, our consciousness and you know manipulating what we see or what we think uh, but they don't seem very strong right mm -hmm. um then you have i guess we could we could go into all the different races but i'm saying uh at the end of the day we may very well be a threat to them so they might, that might be the reason why they're not coming out to us but i do think it's it's it might be very dark to know why they're not coming out to us because it seems like they're just studying us and experimenting on us from what i can see from what i've seen so far i think yeah. when you subscribe to the theory of this is also some of these beings planet that do we mess up the planet using nuclear weapons and they don't want that because that messes things up for them as well whether it's different dimensions frequencies whether they literally share the same space and i always use the wakanda type scenario that they are also here and it's like yeah we don't want them they'll mess up the oceans they'll mess up the land and it's better to keep them at an arm's length as you say and just kind of hold us hold us back a little bit but i think so i think that might be it we i mean we don't know but i i am starting to believe that the phenomenon doesn't want disclosure you know, at this point. Well, it's a really interesting question and obviously you discussed that in the video as well that and I found that I really when I when I saw the title of the video that like you you praised me before for asking Lou Elizondo what he doesn't know and it's that idea of we always talk about yeah we want disclosure we want it and it's that's very human isn't it yeah we want and it's like yeah but there there are literally at least two sides to this disclosure there's our, ours 
and there's theirs or all of theirs if there's different facets to it and maybe some of them are going yeah just tell them some are going I don't care and some are going "Mm, no no not yet but yeah so let's go on to the quick fire round uh, to wrap up Uh, again if you're listening to the podcast um, a a few words a few thoughts a few sentences whatever you want to say just what comes to mind for each of these Um, the first one being to the stars academy Uh, they're game changers they're doing an amazing job they actually earned my respect because I was uh, of course very cautious I'm a big fan of Tom DeLonge before to the stars academy and everything Um, but when I saw him uh, taking this on I was thinking wow first I thought the community is going to eat him up right the community is going to rip him to pieces because I've I've seen some people try to rip me to pieces and I could understand what they would do to Tom DeLonge, you know, if they got if they got the rock star trying to come uh, find aliens, which I think is literally, guys, out of the pages of a comic book. Yeah. Like, basically like a Tony Stark type. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Hopefully, uh, me and you can and be that kind of badass one day, you know? <laughs> um, and the whole team he compiled and everything, I think he just showed everybody, like, he means business. So, to the Stars Academy, I'm all for it. I hope that I get to uh, meet him one day and meet them one day. That'd be awesome. The, the closest we've got to the real life Avengers just now, probably. Yeah, um, totally. Next one would be the Magi UFO crash in Brazil from a few months ago. Well, I was looking into that case, uh, but then I started seeing a lot of stuff kind of circulating that it was actually not like it didn't happen. Like it was all just kind of perpetrated and built together. I think, you know, it started, it, it made me think about, um, how easy it is today to i'm not saying guys that that it's not a real case you know you guys can send me any information you have to it i looked into it for a for a moment but then i started seeing all this stuff showing you know talking about how it wasn't real and then i just kind of was like okay i'm not going to spend hours trying to figure out if this is real or not it's a fascinating concept and case um if it's real but i think it teaches us too that if it's not real how easy it is to manipulate the community and people with social media and with um, the right kind of, you know, we could have a bunch of spam accounts and start a whole plan to make, <laughs> to create a, a UFO sighting. You know what I mean? We could, if we have the right footage and the right pictures and, and we have different people talking about it and we have a whole bunch of bots talking about it online, we might be able to convince the community of anything. So I'm glad people are doing research into that and looking into it. And I'm not completely discrediting it because I try not to do that ever because I, I wasn't there. I didn't see it. Uh, so if anyone has any information on that, send it my way. That'd be awesome. Cool. Similar then, looking for your opinions on the Bob Lazar story. Oh, look, guys. When I was a kid, I remember seeing Bob Lazar on the news. And automatically, I was like, wow, this is fascinating. I always you know i believed in ufos but then seeing a guy seeing a guy that was my dog sorry that's all right seeing a guy that uh was looking into ufos i mean not looking into ufos i was working on ufos like bob lazar um i think that just changed everything for me because at first i believed him then over the years i kind of got a little i don't know i don't know but then look at this guy everyone's trying to discredit Bob Lazar, the guy makes rocket cars. You know what I mean? 
like he looks like the kind of guy he fits the perfect description of the kind of guy that would work in a secret project uh and work on ufos you know what i mean it's look at the guy and his background people try to argue it but i i side with bob lazar i don't really and i stan friedman had a had a had a show on bob lazar you know like he didn't like bob lazar very much but i don't know and i think when it's similar to we talked about those really good videos earlier that all you have to do is throw a little bit of i hate using the phrase this disinfo or disinformation but and all that truth to his story just put one little lie in there and it can easily just make you disbelieve everything else even though it's true if there's one little part like the credentials for his education like you say this is clearly a clever guy he is not lying he he's handled and sells somehow nuclear materials and radioactive materials and like you say build rocket cars um there's so much of his story and for me it's like the 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 current grandfather of ufology with people like stanton friedman passing away is probably uh, george knapp I, I put a lot into George Knapp and his style and I've listened to a lot of his interviews and maybe a little bit of what I do is probably sub, uh, unconsciously part of the way he interviews people. I don't know, but I, I like the way he speaks and I like the people that like him. And he just seems to be one of those guys that you would hate if all these people were taking him for a ride. So yeah. George Knapp's got a lot of faith in him. I agree. And George Knapp is somebody like people need to give credit where credit's due. And George Knapp is, is uh, as some people say, OG. You know, George Knapp is, he is somebody that I trust when I hear him speaking. And I know he does his research. I know he's, he's, he's looking for the truth, you know. He's the kind of guy that doesn't sleep until he gets the full story. Um, also, one thing to, to say about Bob Lazar is people really think that if this guy worked on, on UFOs, right, uh, they wouldn't just erase his backstory. They wouldn't just get rid of all, every little bit of information we could find about this guy. It's not that difficult for the government to wipe people off the face of the earth. You know, we have to be realistic too. People have this thing where like, they think they're gonna find the information when they look for it. You're not always gonna find it because sometimes it's gone. Sometimes, especially these kinds of guys, you know, like a, like a Lou Elizondo or something. Lou Elizondo, like Lou can't even break his NDAs, mm-hmm. you know, still. And he won't. And uh, I think that's great. You know, I think it's honorable. And I think maybe there will be a time where he he gets fed up with with uh, keeping that with the, you know keeping the truth from from the people. Because I, I don't think he's trying to do that. I think he just has to. You know what I mean? He has to figure out how to get around the NDA to, to let us know what's really happening. But Bob Lazar totally, I one hundred percent with Bob Lazar and I think that if anything any any of that information you guys are looking for that you can't find just understand that the government very well could get rid of that kind of stuff let's be realistic uh, your thoughts on Skinwalker Ranch Oof. Skinwalker Ranch I like this round these are all good mm-hmm. questions Skinwalker Ranch man I would love to go to Skinwalker Ranch um uh, paranormal hotspot, you know. There's so much stuff going on there. Supposedly, I was watching the what was the this the show Hunt for the Skinwalker. Uh, there's the Hunt for the Skinwalker was documentary. The show on history was um, Secret Skinwalker Ranch. There we go. That one. I was watching that show, and I thought it was fascinating to see people out there, you know, trying to apply scientific methods that we didn't get to see back when Robert Bigelow was 
was working there uh, trying to figure out what was going on um it did kind of uh there was moments where i was hoping for more to happen right but then there was moments where things did happen on that show and i thought it was fascinating and interesting but like i said i'd love to go there and i'd love to go to every ufo hotspot if i could if i had the money you guys would be going with me everywhere to all these different ufo hotspots but and, and just a bit of a selfless plug uh, or shameless plug myself and Dan recorded uh, the Skinwalker watch along so there are episodes in the archive where we did basically watch in real time the episodes and talk about them and as awesome. you say there's lots happens but there are long painstaking parts yeah. of some episodes where there's not a lot happens but Dan's really good at bringing a lot of facts into it and things that happened on and off and I've interviewed Thomas Winterton and Dragon from the show as well yeah. uh, and obviously Series 2 has just fi- finished filming I'm still hoping because he keeps liking my tweets uh, and Thomas and Dragon have said he'll come on but Brandon Fugel will come on before Series 2 so I'm hoping to speak to Brandon um, and he keeps liking every time I say this that Brandon you know hopefully get you on the show soon it'd just be nice if he replied to say yeah that's fine but he is a very very busy very successful and uh wealthy man but he's a massive geek as well so it'll be really exciting to talk to him but yeah season two starts it starts in january um the next one would be is it ufo or uap for you well uh i guess i'm kind of old school i just say ufo a lot just because it got stuck you know it's st- it stuck with me so i have to like tell myself to say uap you know i have to go like oh wait wait, wait uap um if not, it's UFO, UFO, UFO. That's what's in my mind. You know, I understand the, uh, I think it, I could understand why they changed to why, why they started using UAP just because of the stigma tied to UFOs. Um, you say UFO and again, X-Files music, cheesy stuff happening and, and giving it that new word, uh, that new, that new way to identify it really uh, may help in the future. Let's hope that that same stigma doesn't pass from the UFO to the UAP. Um, But I'm a UFO guy, 100%. Awesome. And the last one, just what are your thoughts on disclosure? What is it? Are we witnessing it now or are we ever going to witness it? You know, uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about this one, right? I said it, I think I said it earlier. I feel like we may not get disclosure um, because the phenomenon may not want disclosure. Right. I feel like also we may have disclosure, but people just aren't awake enough to even see the truth. You know, even if they tell them, hey, UFOs are real, like basically what's happening right now. Um, all these arguments that are happening with the uh, the gimbal and the go fast video and and people talking about, you know, the Tic Tac sighting and all that stuff. And the, the, new, the, um, the articles and the media that's coming out. I was super happy when all that stuff dropped. You should have seen me. I was the happiest kid around because I was like, okay, finally, I knew it. I knew it was real. You know, I just needed something like this to help make it more credible. And then now people should, now I'm going to go to work today in the morning and I'm going to walk in to get my coffee and everyone's going to say, did you see UFOs are real? Wow, it's crazy. But no, that didn't happen. And I thought that was fascinating. And there's still people to this day arguing over, um, you know, the gimbal the go fast video and the flare video there's still people arguing over that and i'm like guys just get over it just take it as a win keep researching move forward you know the government's not wasting their time and their money looking into this if it wasn't real you know 
we've been seeing this, this phenomenon has been interacting with us for so many years. So many years. If there's one thing uh, I think about when I go to bed, is that UFOs are real. You know, if there's one thing I, I know when I wake up, is that UFOs are real. Now what they are and what they're here, what they're doing, what this interaction is they're having with us, that's the thing that we have to figure out. But UFOs are real, in my opinion. So, Awesome. All right, man. It has been awesome speaking with the Undead Gaucho. Uh, can you just let the listeners know how they can get in touch with you on social media and how they can view your channel as well? Yeah, guys, please uh, make sure to you know come join me on my search for the truth. Uh, you guys can find my YouTube channel, The Undead Gaucho, which is T-H-E-U-N-D-E-A-D-G-U-A-C-H-O. I'm spelling it for you guys because some people are like, what is what is gaucho you know gaucho is like an argentinian cowboy basically and i'm in argentina so uh, that's that's that and you can use the undead gaucho you'll find me on twitter as well i i gotta give a big shout out to ufo twitter everyone on there has been so supportive uh, thank you again man for having me on this podcast without you guys supporting me and like people like you inviting me to to be here tonight i don't think i could keep making videos and keep digging into this subject you know uh I'll always be a researcher, but it's it's difficult to put out content. I know you know, um, but it feels good. It feels good to be meeting awesome people like you and, and to be getting closer to the truth. So, guys, YouTube and Twitter, that's mostly where I'm at. You can find me on Instagram, too. Uh, always the Undead Gaucho. Awesome. And we'll definitely get you back on again in the near future, uh, maybe oh, for one of awesome. those rabbit hole dives. That'd be good. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'd be more than happy to come back as many times as, you, as you'd be willing to have me. I'll hold you to that. Thanks, man. That is all for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Please remember to leave the podcast a review on your chosen platform. You can like, retweet, and subscribe. That would all be very much appreciated. The shows are being uploaded onto YouTube as we speak more and more. You can sign up at patreon.com forward slash that UFO podcast to access the shows ad free as well. Please get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, that UFO podcast. Of course, on Twitter, it's at UFO, U-A-P-A-M. And again, folks, as always, keep looking up. You never know what you might see. It wasn't a tic-tac and not quite a saucer, more like a hubcap designed by Chaucer. A little Baroque and quite steampunk, like Alice was playing bass for the Parliament of Folk. The little fucker hovered right outside of my window, and when I shoved out the screen, he made it an issue. I don't think he expected me to see his ass, but I'd had some champagne and smoked a little Meditated game of fateful on meta. I can't imagine how it could have been any better. I got to the top of the stairs, and there he was. Like, you awake? I was about to abduct you, cuz. the window after the elf and I woke up in my bed and there was something on my head and everything was weird and everything was red. I called up my boys, they thought this was noise, they thought it was a dream, they thought it was my toys, they thought it was my problems and they think I should take care of me and I don't know what it is because it doesn't really scare me.
Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. And if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. If you love the sports like me, you get annoyed with your team or player. So Progressive's going to help take your mind off your team or that player for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they lost that thing recently, think about Progressive letting you compare our direct rates side-by-side with competitors to easily find the lowest option. Don't worry, your sports ball team or player will get them next time. Hope this distraction from Progressive about easily comparing rates was helpful to not think about that last game or match or season. I mean, even though I love sports ball. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy.